Um, so what, we're, what we've been talking about the last few weeks is foundations. This, this sermon series is called Foundations. And we're talking about the foundations of the church. The church as a whole, you think about the universal church, but also the historical church, um, but also our church right here, Brush Prairie Baptist. What are our foundations? What are the things that we, that we believe in, the things that we focus on um, when, we, when we do church? And so what are some of those foundations? So we talked about a couple of them. We talked about worship last week. And this week we're going to talk about spiritual growth. Um, we're going to talk about growing together. And so um, that, that idea of spiritual growth. And it starts out, so we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 3 today, if you guys have your Bibles. Um, and it is going to be, let me find it first. Um, if, you have, if you want to grab a pew Bible, it's on page 953. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we start out with Paul. And Paul's talking about kind of what I just talked to the kids about. Okay? He says, But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Like we said, we feed infants milk, and there's a purpose to that. They're not ready for the solid food. And so we have this, this illustration between, between human beings, babies, and mature adults as the spiritually immature, the spiritually infants, and the spiritually mature. And so we see this, this, this idea that, that the infants need milk, but the pro- what's the problem here? The Corinthians are still stuck on milk. They're still drinking milk. And I'm not sure how long it's been since he first started the church, since they first came to Christ, but at this point they should have been growing. They should have been, 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 been eating solid food, and yet they're still stuck on just drinking milk. Milk is important, though, isn't it? It's not to, to say that milk isn't valuable. It's not to put down infants in Christ, because every, all of us were infants in Christ at one point. All of us needed milk. But he's, he's wanting the Corinthians to grow. Why aren't they growing? Sometimes solid food is hard to eat. And so uh, we, we've experienced that just recently with Michael. We, uh, um, so obviously we weren't feeding hamburgers when he was born. Um, he was eating milk. And, but then we just recently started introducing solid food into it. And so um, he is... Okay, so you, know, you start out with like rice cereal, which... I wouldn't really consider food, but... Um, so then we started giving him vegetables. And so we first went to carrots. Thought, okay, carrots would be a good one. So we went to the store, and we bought some baby food carrots, just a little container. Went and fed it to him, and he liked it. Like, okay, cool, this is awesome. And then we looked, and we realized, man, we could save so much money if we made our own carrots. And so we went, we got a big thing of carrots, and we peeled them and boiled them and pureed them, turned them into baby food for him. And he took a bite of those. And, um, well, this was his face when he ate those. (laughs) He wasn't so quite, he wasn't quite so happy with the, uh, with, with our carrots. Sometimes solid food is, is hard to get down. And the Corinthians were having a hard time moving up, having a hard time growing into solid food. But the point I want to make out of this section right here is eat right. Because babies do need milk. That is essential. There's nothing wrong with being an infant. But eventually, you're going to have to grow up. We don't want Michael to stay an infant his whole life. We want him to grow up. We want to feed him solid food. This next part that we see, we see the reason why the Corinthians aren't growing. Why they're still infants in Christ. And it says here in verse 4, 
For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not merely being human? So they had these divisions in the church. Paul and Apollos were both kind of church leaders. Paul had started them out, but Apollos had came and helped him. And so people were kind of arguing. A a theological issue might come up and they'd say, no, you know, Paul said this, this is right. And someone else might say, no, Apollos said this. And, And they kind of picked teams. Because of that, they were against each other. They had these divisions of the church, these things that were preventing them from growing. Do you guys think we ever do that today? I think we do that at times in our lives, in our culture. Have you guys ever heard, you know, in talking with someone say, well, you know, I'm more of a Driscoll guy. I really like Mark Driscoll, and so I listen to all his sermons, and I, and I read, you know, his books. And somebody's like, well, you know, I'm more of a Piper guy. I like John Piper. I read his books. I, I, I you know, I, I listen to his sermons. And somebody else comes in, no, John MacArthur is where it's at. Okay, you got to read all his stuff. And we're all focused on, the, on this one person that's kind of leading us um, in, our, in our relationship with God and in Christianity. And the thing is, is that a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing. Paul says it right here. What then is Paul? What then is, or what then is an Apollos? Servants through whom you believed is the Lord assigned to each. Okay? God gave us those people in our lives. But then he says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. I planted, Apollo swattered, but God gave the growth. Ultimately, who grows us? God. But how often are we looking for those people to grow us? How often do we look to those individuals and say, I want, I want you to grow me? They can't grow us. They can plant, they can water, but only God can grow. Do you come to church on Sundays expecting Pastor Bob to grow you? Expecting your Sunday school teacher to grow you. Expecting me to grow you in your faith. We can't do that. We can plant, we can water, but only God gives the growth. How many people have left churches because their senior pastor wasn't growing them? He's not supposed to. Only God can give the growth. What happens, the important part is when you leave in the other six days of the week when God can grow you. When that pastor's not around. And the problem is, is they were looking towards Paul, looking towards Apollos to grow them. And Paul says, no, this isn't about me. This is about God. Put that focus back on God. If you want to grow spiritually, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 2, 2, that Bob talked about last week. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And Bob said, that's what the whole book is about, that verse right there. I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Jesus is the only thing that matters. Jesus is supposed to be our focus. So if we want to grow spiritually, Jesus is where it's at. Have you heard people talk about, oh, I I really want to grow spiritually. I really, you know, what book should I read? What sermon should I listen to? Once again, those things aren't bad, but they can only plant in water. That relationship with God is what grows you. That relationship with God is what's important. I went on a backpacking trip this last weekend with some of the guys in the church. Um, It was a lot of fun. We hiked up to Silver Star Mountain, camped up there. And there's one thing, well, there's probably a few things, but there's one thing that's really essential that every single time you go, you know, every time you go camping, every time you go backpacking, that's just important. You gotta have it. That's a fire, right? 
Everybody loves having campfires. They're a lot of fun. And so um, we had a fire this weekend, and it was good. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people could probably build a fire, right? But there, there is a right way to build a fire and a wrong way to build a fire. Some people just sit there with the lighter fluid can and just pour on it until it, until it, until it lights the wood on fire. Um, but that doesn't quite work as well, right? There, there's a good way to light a fire. And, I, um, and I've learned that, especially over the last few years. I've had to light a lot of fires because of youth group and stuff. It really makes you want to send your kids to youth group, right? We're just lighting fires everywhere. Um, but I really learned about, about what, what lighting fires was about. See, I never had any formal training, you know, a step-by-step instruction, like in Boy Scouts or something, of how to build a fire. Um, but I did have my dad to teach me how to build a fire, and he, he is one of the better-known people in the world at building fires. So if you ever need a fire, talk to him. And he taught me how to build a fire well, but the problem is it's still, when you're learning from someone else like that, but you don't quite understand, you're just kind of following steps, it's still difficult. And so I followed his steps, but I just could never make a fire as good as him. But then I started to understand how how to build a good fire. And so I'm going to give you two important things that when you're building a fire, you need to have. The first one, you need to start out with small wood, Okay. You need, to, you need to get an axe, and you need to chop up the wood into kindling, and the smaller the better, okay? Because we're not using any lighter fluid in this situation, so you need it, you need, you need really, you know, even shavings can help, okay? So little, small, you know, maybe some newspaper even um, can, can help as well. You want to start out with small wood, because think about it, if you hold a lighter or a match up to a big log, it's not going to do anything, right? You're, you're, n- you're never going to get, unless you're standing there with a blowtorch, you're never going to get a fire, and so you need to start out with small wood, like that small wood on fire, and it'll start going because you've got lots of small wood in there. You're going to start, it's going to be a good fire. But you can't just leave it there. You've got to start adding more wood, bigger wood to it. Think if you just had a wood with little tiny pieces of fire, or think if you just had a fire with little tiny pieces of wood, it's not going to be big. It's going to burn hot right there, but it's not going to be the fire that you want. So you've got to add more, more to it. So the first thing is start out with small pieces. You want to start out with the easy-to-burn pieces. And the second step is in doing that, you want to create a good foundation for the fire. And I don't mean whatever the fire's sitting on. I don't mean you need to set your fire somewhere. I'm saying that the coals, you need to have a good foundation of coals in the fire. Because once you have that, you can throw whatever big logs on there, and it'll burn. Even if it's wet, if you have, if you have that good of a foundation, the wood will burn. But if you try to throw a big log on there right away, it's going to put the fire out. And so you need a good foundation. You need a good foundation in spiritual growth as well. Paul continues on in verse 10. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building on it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Once again, it comes back to Christ. Our foundation should be on Christ. If you try to build your foundation on other things, it will fail. Something I've seen happen quite a few times in youth ministry is when a student will build their foundation, build their spiritual foundation on the youth pastor. This youth pastor seems like a pretty cool guy, and he believes in God, so I'm going to believe in God too. And throughout their time in high school, their faith is still, is still on that youth pastor or youth leader in their life. You know what happens? The moment that youth pastor moves away, or the moment they graduate, all of a sudden their foundation is gone, 
and their spiritual life crumbles. You can't build your spiritual life on somebody else's faith. We do it on famous people as well, like I was talking about earlier with the famous preachers. There's been lots of people that have that kind of built their spiritual foundation on those people. And, and they're constantly seeking them, seeking their wisdom. And the next thing that happens, there's a scandal in the news. Something happens, and all of a sudden, that person you put your faith in isn't the person you thought he was going to be. And it crumbles. You have to build your foundation on Christ. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Your, the, the foundation for your spiritual growth has to be on Christ. It can't be on anything else. And it just brings us back to that verse 2, chapter 2, verse 2. For I decided to know nothing among you except for Jesus Christ and him crucified. Jesus is what matters. In this next section of the chapter, um, He says, Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks he is wise in his age, let him become a fool so that he may become wise. It's kind of weird when the Bible is telling you to be a fool, to become a fool. But I don't want you to take that the wrong way. It's not saying that you should act stupid or or do stupid things. What Paul's saying here is that you should humble yourself. A lot of us think that we're pretty smart. We've got it all figured out. And I did it one time in my life. I did have it all figured out. When I was a teenager, I knew everything, okay? And then at some point, I lost it, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> the problem is, a lot of times we think that we've got it figured out. We think we're wise in ourselves, but we need to humble ourselves and let God make us wise. What I see in this is that, in, in the first part, we can't, other people can't grow us, only God can grow us. And here, we can't grow ourselves. Only God can grow us. Don't trust in your own wisdom and your own might to grow spiritually. Because only God can grow you. And, and that's, so that's what we need to do. We need to humble ourselves before God, and he will grow us. And so as we see this chapter, we find, we find these different things. We, first, we need to eat right. Infants do need milk, but you can't stay with milk forever. Secondly, we need to water our plants. We need to, we need to seek after those things that, that, can, that can water us, that can plant us, but that's not the important part. The important part is letting God grow us. The important part is seeking out God because he is the only thing that can grow us. And we need to humble ourselves. Stop thinking that we've got it all figured out. Because I can promise when we get to heaven, we're going to realize that we were wrong in a lot of ways. Humble yourself and let God grow you. And so that's the chapter. And as I put this together, um, I, I had a, a good amount of time. That's what's nice about me getting to preach on Sundays is usually I know about a month in advance. And so I, I got to read the chapter a lot. I get to put it together. And, and Thursday I had it all ready to go, and I was done. But I didn't like it. It was truth. It was what the Bible said. But it didn't motivate me. It didn't have any. you know, I, I just felt like it was kind of just there. Like, yes, this is truth. Yes, this is what I should do. But, but there was something else that was missing. And, and so I prayed about it. I, lot, I, I, I sought God's word. And I realized something about spiritual growth. See, there's, there's a couple different kind of people in the church. Not just our church, but in the church as a whole. There's those that, that have no intention of growing. 
They're fine being infants. They like milk, and, and they know that. They go to church because, um, you know, they're supposed to, because they like to see other people. Or maybe they don't go to church at all, but they're, they're okay with that. And the problem with that is, is when I get up here and talk this morning, it's not going to reach you because you, you, don't want, you don't have that desire to grow. But then there's a lot of you, and I would say there's more, there's more in this category. Okay? There's a lot of you, a lot of us, that do want to grow spiritually. We have that desire. We know that we're supposed to grow spiritually. We want to grow spiritually. If someone came up and asked you, do you want to grow spiritually, you'd say, yes, I want spiritual growth in my life. But where it breaks down is in the motivation. Why do you want to grow spiritually? Because I think there's a lot of us that grow spiritually for the sake of growing spiritually. Maybe we do it so that other people can see that we're growing. Maybe we do it so that other people see that we're mature. Think about when you're, when you're a kid. All you do is want to grow. You just want to grow up so that other people will respect you, so that other people will listen to you. And sometimes we do that in our faith. I want to be spiritually mature so people take me seriously, so, so people pay attention to me. I want to be spiritually mature so people don't think I'm a bad person. And so that's why we seek spiritual growth. Sometimes we, speak, we seek spiritual growth just because, well, that's what you're supposed to do, right? The Bible says it, and I follow the Bible, so I'm going to try to grow spiritually. I'm going to tell you something this morning. I don't think you should try to grow spiritually. I don't think God wants you to grow spiritually. Because when we grow spiritually to grow spiritually, we're just doing it, when we grow spiritually for the sake of growing spiritually, we're doing it for the wrong reasons. That's not the point. We should seek God and let him grow us. You see, when we focus on growing spiritually, that's when we're going to go into those other things. We're going to forget about God, and we're going to go to these other things and focus on them, and then come back to God and say, God, look what I did. Think about that fire again. What if you built a fire just to burn wood? Now, I know there's lots of different reasons to build a fire, but in this situation, you're camping. What if you built a fire just so that you could burn wood? You know, there's a lot of trees in the world. Let's get rid of them. I just want to burn wood. And the byproduct of that is heat. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but, you know, it happens when there's a fire. No, that's not why we build fires. We build a fire to get heat. And we have to use wood to do that. And we'll start out with small pieces, but then we'll get to bigger chunks. But if we lose track of why we built the fire in the first place, and we're just burning wood because it's there, we're just burning wood to try to burn wood, then we're missing the point. Don't grow spiritually to grow spiritually. Grow, seek God, and he will grow you spiritually. Which what that means is stop trying to do these spiritual things in your life and focus on God. We go back to that verse again in, in 1 Corinthians 2.2. 2, For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's about Jesus. There's no point to grow spiritually if we're not seeking God. Because that's the whole point. Think about if, if, you know, husbands or wives out there, if you want to do something nice for your spouse. And so you spent the whole, you know, you had a day off together, and you spent the whole day out away from them getting stuff ready to make them happy. You really want to make them happy. So you, you're out there either working or, or getting something put together to give to them. And so then you come back, and you give it to them, and you go to bed. I don't know about you other ladies, but Jill wouldn't really, she'd be like, okay, that wasn't that great. She wants time with me. 
God, God doesn't want us to, to leave and go try to grow spiritually over here on our own. He wants us. He wants a relationship with us. And that's what spiritual growth is about, is about a relationship with God. Who cares about the growth? Okay, God will grow us. We can't grow ourselves. Other people can't grow us. So let God figure out the growth and just seek him with everything that you are. With everything that you have, seek God and seek Jesus. And the problem is, is so many of us, myself included, want a list. We want a to-do list. Okay, God, where's the to-do list to become more spiritual in the Bible? We really want that. Or we look for a book that has pulled that out of the Bible and said, this is, these are the five steps to becoming a better Christian. That's not what it's about. It's not about that, that doing the right things. And, and the, the same thing goes for righteousness. Have you ever tried to be righteous? Have you ever tried to sanctify yourself? You can't do it. Every time I try to do the right thing on my own, I never make it. I always fail. Come to God first and he will make you righteous. Come to God first, and he will grow you. But the problem is, is this is kind of vague, right? I'm just saying, seek God, and a lot of us are, how do we do that? There are ways to do that, and we know those ways. Read your Bible. And this isn't a step, once again, these aren't steps. These are things, these are ways that we can get closer to God. Spend time with him, spend time in his word. Because that's what it's about. But there is one more piece to this. This is titled Growing Together. And it seems like what I've been talking a lot about up here is, is the, the individual. And unfortunately, uh, you know, our American culture has, our modern culture has gotten very individualistic. And a personal relationship with God is important, and yet we, we, we kind of think that it all needs to be about me. But as Paul's writing this, okay, He's not writing this to one person. He's writing this to the whole church. And I don't see any evidence that he's talking, that he's saying you individually. He's saying your whole church needs to do this. And even um, in the verses that they're talking about God's temple, it says in 16, do you not know that you are God's temple and, and God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy you. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. See, when we hear that you, we think of the other verses that talk about our body as being the temple. But here, it's plural. The church is the temple. This isn't about us growing spiritually. This is about our church growing together. And so what you need to do is you need to seek God. You need to seek Christ. You need to understand the gift that he gave you. The gift that Jesus Christ gave us when he died on the cross for our sins. The best gift in the world. That relationship with God is the most fulfilling, most satisfying thing in the world. And there's a lot of us that, that, that are still seeking, that, that haven't, you know, haven't fully understood that. But I encourage you guys, a lot of you already know that it is satisfying, that it is fulfilling. But the rest of you take my word for it, okay? It is the most satisfying thing in this world, a relationship with God. And so if, first, if you're focusing on God, and that you have that satisfying, fulfilling relationship, don't you want to tell people about it? Don't you want to give other people that chance to come alongside you? When we're infants, we're very selfish. Michael is a really selfish kid. He only thinks about himself. And, and that's the way things are when you're an infant. But as you grow, you start to grow outwards and you start to look outwards. You start to think about other people. And pretty soon, you're a father 
and you don't have time to think about yourself because you have, you're, you're constantly thinking about this kid, feeding this kid. As we grow in our faith, it's going to turn outwards. And we're going to come along other people and help them to grow. We're not going to be able to grow them. We're going to be able to plant. We're going to be able to water. But we can encourage them. We can encourage one another. Join a growth group. Come alongside other people. Not to, not to grow spiritually, but to fall more in love with our Savior. Because I can promise you, if you do that, if you fall more in love with Jesus Christ, you're going to grow. But you're not going to care how much you're growing. You're not going to be comparing yourself to other people. Because you're going to be so focused on God. We're going to sing a song here in a minute called Give Me Faith. And Ethan introduced me to this song a few weeks ago, and it immediately became one of my favorite songs. Um, and, and if you want to put the chorus up there, Ryan, it says, Give me faith to trust what you say, that you're good and your love is great. I'm broken inside, and I give you my life. I am broken inside. All of us are broken. I'm so broken, I'm so helpless, that I can't do anything for myself. The title of that song, Give Me Faith, I'm so helpless that I have a hard time having faith. That first, that first part of Christianity, having faith that Jesus' sacrifice was enough, I'm helpless to even, even have enough faith for that. And so my prayer has been the last couple of weeks, God, give me faith. Because that's where it starts. God, give me faith to trust what you say, that you're good and your love is great. And that's my prayer for all of you and myself this morning, is that God would give us faith to seek him, not for the sake of spiritual growth, but for the sake of a relationship with the God of the universe, with our Savior. The only thing that matters. Guys, that's the only thing that matters. Jesus Christ and him crucified. We get distracted by all these other things in the world, but nothing matters compared to Jesus Christ and him crucified. So seek him, seek that. And that'll, that's all that will matter in your life. Let's pray. God, give me faith. So many times I have a hard time having faith in you, God, and I pray that you would just give me that faith to trust in you, God. And I pray that you would grow me. And not for the sake of, of growing, not for the sake of looking like a more mature Christian, but God, for the sake of, of, of having a better relationship with you, for the sake of bringing others along to your love. God, I pray that I would, that all of us in here would be able to show everyone your love and what you've done for us, because that is all that matters, God. That's the only thing. And I pray that you would help me to continue to understand what that means. I pray that you would help me to understand that gift that you gave us on the cross. We pray all these things in your name. Amen.